Okay, so anyone who knows me, and honestly, at this point, anyone who listens to the podcast, because I guess we've just (laughs) gotten real close around here, knows that I do not wear bras. And like, that's not some sort of an over-exaggeration. You can ask any of my friends. I truly do not ever wear bras. However, there have recently been some circumstances where like, I just have to. I've been saying yes to more things. I feel like we've been going to more events and there are just some outfits. I got to do it. And when I tell you I have finally found a bra that makes wearing one bearable. Like I'm never going to be an everyday bra wearer. It's not in the cars for me. But when I have to, the only bras I can wear are skims, which I'll get into the specific ones in a second, but we all know this comes as no surprise. Like I have been an OG diehard skims fan since day one. I am a fan of every single product they make. You know the way I feel about the underwear, the clothes, all of it. But now adding bras to the mix, specifically the Fits Everybody t-shirt bra, because You guys know the way I feel about the Fits Everybody collection. I could talk about that for forever, but specifically the t-shirt bra, it's just so comfortable. I don't know, the straps don't dig into you. It's probably the only bra I've ever worn where when I get home, I'm not like dying to take it off, which I cannot express how massive of a feat that is for someone like me. It's just comfortable and it just does what it needs to do. And I am such a fan, which like no surprise, I love everything Skims makes, but here to confirm the bras are as good as you would think that they are. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A through 46H. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. It's summertime, and that means it's time to get outside and enjoy the weather with some crisp, refreshing Bud Lights. Bud Light has the perfect summer lineup with Bud Light Lime and Bud Light Orange, both brewed with real citrus peels. New and just in time for summer is Bud Light Lemon Tea, brewed with real lemon peels and tea leaves. It's the ideal drink for summer, but it's only here for a limited time, so get it before it's gone. And to really get you in the summer spirit, Bud Light is giving everyone the chance to win the getaway of a lifetime. You can win two tickets aboard a VIP cruise to the Bahamas this summer, featuring a live performance by Jake Owen, and of course, plenty of Bud Light. For a chance to win, simply post your Bud Light summertime photos using the hashtag RealEnoughToGetAway and hashtag BudLightContest on Facebook and Instagram. See BudLight.com slash RealEnoughToGetAway for more details. Before we started, we just wanted to take a minute to acknowledge the passing of Cameron Boyce, 20-year-old actor that passed away in his sleep this weekend. It is such a heartbreaking story, and our hearts just really go out to his family. So we just sat down with Nick Vile. Very different episode than our typical. I mean, we went through the basic news stories that we would usually discuss. But as two girls who do not watch The Bachelor, he really educated us. We touched on this season. We asked him a lot of the followers submitted questions, and we kind of got into it. So there is no Kardashian recap this week. Nothing major happened in the world of Kardashian anyway. And if you need the Kardashian fix, we have our Kardashian bonus show, which was all about their inner circle. So check that out, and hope you guys like this one. Hi, guys. I'm Emma. And I'm Julie. And we're the girls behind Comments by Celebs. And today's a very special episode. We are actually joined by Nick Vile. He's a season 21 bachelor and also host of his podcast, Vile Files. Hi, is this where I chime in? Yeah, that's that's you. That's your cue. (laughs) Thanks for having me, ladies. No, thanks for being here. Thank you. This is, I have to say, you know, as you guys know, when we have guests, we treat them like co-hosts. So this isn't an interview. We just want your take on what's going on. Great. But I think what's interesting is that Julie and I, and we've been vocal about it, we're not bachelor watchers at all. So... I genuinely know nothing about you, which I think is kind of refreshing. Um, yeah, I yeah. think that's great. Yeah. Um, I find it, I told you, I find it fascinating that you guys aren't in the sense that it's, it's, you're so tuned into pop culture. And yet, I'm curious, I, do you watch uh, like Vanderpump? No. 
Interesting. You watch more Bravo than I do, though. Yeah. So full disclosure, which the audience knows, for some reason, I just don't watch TV. I watched my first TV show, like, maybe ever, which was Big Little Lies. I know You're being <laughs> a little dramatic about that. It's not your first TV show ever, but it's her first, like, I would say experience, like, a, a binge watch a HBO. Binge watch episodic. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Interesting. It's, it's bizarre. <laughs> but how, then how, do you, how did you ladies get into pop culture? So I'm a huge TV watcher, and okay. she keeps up with everything else, just not watching TV. Um, so the, the way, then they know this, but the way we met is we were in the same sorority, and we were in this group chat that was a Kardashian group chat to just talk about the Kardashians. And it like evolved from there into being a full pop culture thing. Hmm. And, a group and chat. And here we are. On yeah. the show. Yeah. And wow. <laughs> what is it? What was it about the Kardashians that, that brought you in? It's just a fascination we've always had. It's like whether or not you love them or hate them, you care at least remotely or they're in your orbit. And mm-hmm. I mean, I think the way they've monetized themselves is genius. It's fascinating. Yeah. yeah. No, totally. So anyway, here we are. So... Nick's just going to give his input. We'll see. Great. I will do my best. And don't worry for all of you diehard Bachelor fans that were submitting questions. We'll get to that at the end. I even actually, fun fact, last night when we were prepping, I wanted to learn a little bit more about Hannah's season because I'm hearing so Mm -hmm. much. So we wrote in our Patreon group and I was like, does someone want to just call us? And one of our followers called us, gave us the whole lowdown. The whole scoop. We got it all. We're all caught up. I'm actually a little ahead of the season. So I'll try not to give anything away. Big flex. (laughs) Big flex. Okay, let's get started. Um, the first thing we're going to talk about is we've, for the past couple of weeks, been talking about Joe Jonas and Sophie. We were waiting for the wedding. We finally got the wedding, and we were waiting for the pictures. So finally, they released. What? Isn't this their second wedding or yes. something? How, how does, is that a thing now? I feel like well, two be- weddings has become like this. Two weddings is, yeah. I mean, well, they got married in Vegas after the Billboard Music Awards, and they had always planned on doing a ceremony in France, but you can't, they couldn't get legally married in France, so they did like okay, that makes the sense. fun, you know, legal ceremony here and then did okay. the big one in that France. Makes sense. Yeah. That's justifiable. Very justifiable. <laughs> yeah. We were waiting for it to happen. We didn't know when it was going to happen. And then Dr. Phil commented on Joe Jonas' Instagram, like, see you in France in a week. And we're like, did Dr. Phil just give away their date? <laughs> Also, how did is Dr. Phil oh, part of the friends. circle? They're best friends. I know. How, how that happened? No idea. I don't understand the connection, but I'm fascinated by it. Totally. Right? Do you think Dr. Phil's a cool hang? You know what? If, He's Sophie, Turner, if Sophie Turner will hang with him, then I'm going to say yeah. He, I bet he is. Yeah. He I just wonder if he's like... He's Dr. Phil, where he still will give his you know yeah. critical feedback, or he's just like kind of country Dr. Phil and just kind of has a few <laughs> and just throws a few back and he's just like the coolest hang. Like, that, a, like a George W. Bush, like yeah. whatever you thought about him as president, everyone's like unanimously thinks he's like, I want to party with that guy. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. I could so see that. Now, I'm, now I just want I video footage. I feel like footage. that's Dr. Phil. All I want now is video footage of Dr. Phil at Joe Jonas's wedding. We're going to yeah. have to get that. Yeah, like ripping Like he's shots. game for anything. He's down. It's like anyone's like, hey, wouldn't it be crazy if and he's like in the background raising his hand, I'll do it. We got to get Dr. Phil on here. Um, so they released the first pictures, and at the same time, in very Nick and Priyanka fashion, they both released the picture of them walking down the aisle with the caption, Mr. and Mrs. Jonas. We'd only seen paparazzi shots until now, so it's like a very big deal. She was in custom Louis Vuitton, long sleeve with this plunging neckline, apparently it took over 300 hours to create. I mean, she looked... No, insane. Worth like, worth every hour. This is Sophie. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it up. Looks <laughs> like great. Yeah. She no. She really looks. You can just feel their love. We feel. I don't know if you follow this couple as closely as we do. Uh, I ran into Joe Jonas at a restaurant in New York, and by ran into him, I was like eating lunch and working, and I was like, ah, oh, cool. 
<laughs> Joe Jonas. They're like normal people. Yeah, I ran into Nick Jonas at Jones on Third in, in LA. Well, I can't imagine how many people you've run into on Jones on Third. Yeah, a lot. A lot. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, they seem like they they seem fun. I I really like their Adams Family uh, portrait. Yes. Yes. At first glance, I thought that was like an original. <laughs> he makes a great. What's the guy's name? He I, pa- he's since yeah. passed away, but. Uh, not Joe Jonas. No, Joe no. <laughs> Jonas is still alive. He's still with us. Very um, much alive. I really like that. It seemed like they have a good spirit and they're they're down to have some fun. Um, she seems to be the kind of the leader in that relationship, right? Totally. Like she's like, hey, babe, I have this fun idea. And he just loves her. So he's just totally down yeah. for it. Totally. We always talk about last week. So I don't know, yeah, maybe two weeks ago when they were in France getting ready for their wedding, she posted a picture to her Insta story of them. They had two tubs side by side and he was in the tub. I don't know what it was. After that picture, all Julie and I could think about is like, what is their sex life? Like, it was, it's all we could talk about. He, yeah, I can only think about I it. I can only think about it. I just hadn't even thought about it. And then she posted this picture of him like looking so hot. Just, I don't I know. never thought I about have it. thought I about it a lot. Really? You have. Of course I have. Are you kidding? <laughs> Tell me more. Of course. How? I don't know. I don't know anything about it, but I've thought about wanting to know about it. How, have, do you actively, both of you, think about celebrity couples' sex lives? More than probably any other topic, you. All the damn really? time. Do you never? All the time. I can, no. Really? You should start. <laughs> I just, I, I, I wonder if it's going to be one of those things like now, you've, like you've opened Pandora's box. We probably Yo, totally. Have. Well, I feel like I'm one of those people and I honestly don't know if this is a thing or it's just like a specifically me thing that like when I see two people together, I have to think about them having sex. I, I have to. No, me too. I mean, that's our personalities. Yeah. But I would feel like it would be yours also. So that's kind of interesting. Why? I don't know. You just strike me as someone who's like very. I've been following the questions with Nick on your story. Sure, thanks. Thanks, <laughs> You're like, thanks for the plug. Yeah, like openly sexual, I guess. Uh, yeah, I'm sex positive in that mm-hmm. sense, but it, but that's different than it, seeing a couple sex. and be like, I wonder how they fuck. Totally. Um, I guess know. I'm saying I would imagine it would be top of mind. And like, so you, but you think of it as the couple, the unit, not like Joe Jonas and Sophie, and you. I don't. I don't know you guys' sexual preferences. No. Uh, but like you, <laughs> you, you think of then I would. It would make sense. Like, oh, you know, Joe's hot. I wonder if he's good in bed. That would make sense. Versus, and like as a guy, it's just like, oh, total babe. Like, yeah. I wonder. Yeah. She seems like a good time. You know, right. like. But right. as a couple, like their chemistry, I find that fascinating. That you guys. Yeah. Well, it's it's not about your sexual preference. It's about those two no, as a it's couple. About, and I do that with other people. It's not just celebrities. Like if one of my friends is like. I'm dating this guy. I'm like, I wonder, I wonder what that's like. Well, the thing is, with your friend, you can ask. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? We get, we don't get the Or like a rant, like, do you ever like see a random couple on Instagram and you're like, yeah. yeah. All the fucking time. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. That's so our Solely personality. Solely based on Instagram, too. Just, yeah. yeah. I hope that we have forever changed your perception of the way you scroll down your timeline. I'll let you know. I'm going to yeah. definitely comment on your feet at some point. I'm just going to be like, I wonder how these two people fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's going to be like, what? <laughs> Only you guys who listen to this will get that reference. Uh. Um, let's move on to our next story. So in other couple news, which what a perfect and unplanned transition, Sean Mendes and Camila Cavallo. So they released their Sunny Rita music video last week or two weeks ago. It goes viral. It's incredibly hot. I mean, they're both very attractive people. Mm. And these rumored romances start. And, you know, she had just broken up with her boyfriend and everybody's saying, like, do you think they're a thing? Do you think they're a thing? And then they're spotted last week as a couple holding hands. They're at Nobu's uh, July 4th party, whatever. I saw a video, which I just want to say, because I don't know if you watched this, that Perez Hilton uploaded where Sean was at a, like, meet and greet. And one of the fans asked if him and Kabil... Yeah, I saw this. Yeah. 
him and, him Camilla. and Camilla were together. And they're like, and if not, like, can we be? And he like shook his head no. And then he was like, but very clever way to ask me out. So, but he still said no. I want to hear your thoughts on this. My personal opinion, I think it's fully staged. Uh, yes. I think it's one of those situations where it's there's a 99% chance they're not in a romantic relationship and they're going about it in a very clever way to not necessarily uh, tell a lie and pretend they're dating, but just be around each other. And it's two good-looking people doing a, a song together. And fans always, when they see that, is they're always... There's always those rumors, like in a bat in, in Bachelor Nation. There's like so many alumni, and it's you know for me, I do get I'm careful, you know, when I'm not you know, coming out with a hit song, for for example, <laughs> of course, about of course. Like being like uh, caught, not to say caught, but seen with alumni, even as a friend. That like especially like every season, there's new uh, like cast members. So mm-hmm. on Colton season, I'll always end up meeting a bunch of the women from the season from events, and I'm always kind of. I, I, staying away because it's right. so easy for rumors to start like fans want to see that so totally. part of it i think comes from fans and i think they probably know just how excited yeah. fans would be about that and so holding hands they're friends you know and hanging out and being close and maybe you know not that they stage a pop shot but like they're not they know you know not yeah like they're so big that they know how to avoid paparazzi exactly and they know when to not right exactly they, Come on. Listen, that's how we feel. I mean, I know that the diehard people who want them together will probably come at us for saying that. And if they're together, I fully support it. I'm happy for them. I just can't see it. That's my, and, and you know. From, and correct me if I'm wrong. They haven't said they were. They no. haven't like, they, all they've done is be next to each other and hold hands. Right. And that doesn't, you're, they're allowed there to do that. There might have been one picture of them kissing. Well, there was the very, con- in my opinion, conveniently kiss staged. Kiss someone on the cheek. Yeah. yeah. I mean, think? outside his house, it's like, uh, at, my feeling friends on this, hanging out each other's right, I mean, yeah. there's really nothing they've done at right. all to suggest they're absolutely dating. It's just too close. It's literally two colleagues who have grown fond of each other. <laughs> I love that we're putting this They're in colleagues. business terms. Yes. Yeah. I was thinking about this a lot because, you know, a lot of the times when people who are on TV shows or movies end up together, it, like a lot of times people will say it's staged, like whatever, and it, it turns out to be real. And it's the reason for that is when you're in a movie, you're in a TV show, and I, I can't totally remember different. who was talking about this. It's totally different. No, it is. And I don't remember who was talking about this. They were like, no matter what, you're <laughs> going to fall in love with the person you play a love interest with. You may It may be like short-lived, but it's going to happen because you can't spend that much time with somebody doing that many intense scenes and not have something there. So a lot of the times when people get together, it's like, okay, we've been filming this movie, we've been kissing on set, we've been spending this much time together, it's a natural transition and it just happened, we like fell in love. With a music video, it took what, 48 hours to shoot? Tops. Yeah. Tops, it's like yeah. you you fell in love from a 48 hour video of you kissing, it just isn't logical to me, it's not the same thing as falling in love with somebody that you did a TV show or a movie with. Yeah, I mean, again, if if they if they are in a relationship, it's it's to your point, it's possible for them to fall in love, but it's not the the fact that they the video itself right i get what you're saying which i think that people like have drawn this conclusion it's like oh they're in this like hot, hot music video, video together and, and like they end up together because the music video was so hot it was like yeah they kissed for 48 hours well, when you're, yeah i mean the do little, you know how many relationships i would have been in <laughs> like, totally please. well in the sense like in, in the the bachelor environment for yeah. example is an environment that's specifically designed to elicit all other distractions and then 
you invite like a lot of emotions and right. not that a movie set is the same but the little bit of acting I've done like and just hang you have romantic scenes like there you just it there's a bond there's a kinship you it like a develop yeah. with your crew and it's one of those things it's going to summer camp in a sense mm-hmm. anytime you you bond and if you are two attractive people in a romantic and let's yeah. say it's a drama and again you're you're really kind of and you have to stay like in those emotional states to have a good performance totally i can see that but totally. like a, a music video come on you know like they have a fake fight and they're singing and then like staring out into the well, as rain comes down like yeah. I, don't, right. I don't know the video but um something like something that. like yes. that <laughs> i'm to- imagine yeah no i'm so on your page i know that the defense of that which is not my belief is like They've been such good friends for so long. They never had the chance to be together in an even stage romantic capacity. They do this video and it brought it out. Listen, I understand if that's your viewpoint. It's just not mine. I would also argue that, again, I think we're all in agreement. If they are in a relationship, totally possible because yeah. they know each other and they're friends. And that's that's not unbelievable. It's just not. It's almost. I would argue that if they were in a relationship, we actually wouldn't be seeing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would think they would probably be more careful about it getting out or slower. It wouldn't be so conveniently timed. Mm-hmm. If it were a romantic relationship they both like thought could be something, you can kind of come out whenever because that you know, whenever but because it's so specifically timed, it's too con- it's, it's too, too convenient. convenient. It's too convenient. Too convenient. Yeah. And you would I would guess they would want to be careful, protective relationship, you know, be on the down low. I t- I'm 100% agree would, with you. you but know. listen. Who knows? I, I know, yeah, who knows? We, we definitely don't. Okay, we are pausing to tell you guys about one of our favorite companies. You've heard us talk about it before, but we're going to talk about it again. We're here to talk about Third Love. Julie? I can't say <laughs> enough good things about this bra. I really can't. It's the best bra I've ever owned. <laughs> okay. So Third Love uses data points generated by millions of women who have taken their Fit Finder quiz to design bras with breast size and shape in mind for a perfect fit and premium feel. The thing about Third Love is that they have more sizes than most other brands. So they have more than 70 sizes, including their signature half cup sizes, which is amazing, by the way. Like if you're a B and a half, you're in between a B and a C, how many times does that happen? Also, the convenience of it. You can skip the trip. So you find your fit with the Third Love online fit finder quiz. You order it. You try it on at home. And there's no more of those like weird fitting room experiences where someone's like chasing you around with a tape measure. I mean, I, I so vividly remember feeling that way and just hating it. <laughs> also, I listen, I've been super transparent. I don't wear bras ever. I don't like for myself, never. This is the only bra that I wear when I have to wear one. And Julie knows that's the truth. She's it's nodding. Hardcore the truth. <laughs> so here's how the quiz goes. You answer a few simple questions to find your perfect fit in 60 seconds. Over 12 million women have taken the quiz to date. It's fun and it takes less than a minute. So the thing is, breast shape like matters so much when finding a good fit. And you can identify your breast size, the shape, the fine styles that fit your body. It's so customized. Like, isn't that a good way to describe it? It's just so – Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're literally the I biggest advocates. I can't say enough good things. I really can't. <laughs> I know. The best thing is that there's a 100% fit guarantee. So every customer has 60 days to wear it, wash it, put it to the test. If you don't love it, you can return it. And third level, wash it and donate it to a woman in need. It's amazing. Also, the returns and exchanges are free and easy. So Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering our listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash celebs now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. Again, that's thirdlove.com slash celebs for 15% off today. Okay, now back to the show. So I know we're all kind of operating at a different skill level when it comes to makeup. Like I have some friends who they do their makeup and it looks like they got it professionally done. I have others who know nothing about any products. And then I would say I'm somewhere in the middle, like by no means am I very skilled, but I think I can hold my own. And in terms of my everyday, I'm just doing mascara, lip gloss, and maybe a little bit of highlighter on my inner corner. 
So if I'm only using a few products, I need them to be excellent. And I've recently been very into the Thrive Cosmetics mascara, which I'll tell you about in a second, but just in general, a note on the company. For every product purchase, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive, which I just love knowing that I'm buying from a company that does that. And in terms of their mascara, so it's the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. You guys have seen that. It's the viral turquoise tube. I've saw it all over social media before I ever started using it. And it's a unique formula that creates tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. It's also super easy to remove. So it slides right off with warm water. It doesn't leave smudges. And the ingredients are really nourishing. So they support longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. It really just gets the job done. Like you will see what I mean when you try it. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash CBC. That's thrivecosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash CBC for 10% off your first order. Um, take us through this next story because I'm kind of confused and I feel like Nick is also and I just, can you just Ugh, help euphoria. us out? Yeah. I started watching the show. Honestly, I had planned on watching it. This. And then once the too. story came out, I was like, okay, I have to watch. And let me tell you. Some shit. Wow. I sent you a Snapchat. I was like, the amount of dicks I've seen in my life just like quadrupled <laughs> really? from watching one episode. Yeah. It's like, I didn't know they could put that on TV. It was, it was but wild. But it's HBO. Yeah, I just so, like, I, yeah I didn't I didn't realize it was uh, it was a lot. Let me tell you a lot of full frontal. Oh, full everything. Full yeah, frontal. like full. Yeah, it's I I have not wait, seen. Wait, wait, like they're having sex. Um, like, is it a porno? Basically, no. It's like there's this one scene where they're like in the locker room, and it's like a a, a men's locker room, and, he's and like kind of everyone's like no no like every it was like it <laughs> was like pose. it was like thirty guys in the locker room naked. She sent me a Snapchat. I was like, what are you? I was like, that's she what you're comes into? in the first thing. Yeah, she's like, like that's she's like you're into that. I'm yeah. like, no no, it's TV. I <laughs> thought you were like air flying porn up on the TV. I was like, <laughs> what do you guys think about that? Like, are you on the well, it's art, whatever. But is at some point, it's like, did they really need to do this to like? Get the point across of whatever it is they're trying to get across. I have to say, that up guys until, are naked in locker rooms. Yeah, the point in, during the show, kind <laughs> of, it like makes sense in the scene, but it was definitely. I, I didn't have an issue with it by any means. I was just like a little shocked because I've ne- I've never seen. I don't know. I've never seen that much nudity <laughs> in a TV show from guys, girls. It's like whatever. Yeah, interesting. Very interesting. Isn't that weird that we that we're more. In, like the norm, I guess. Seeing, yeah, seeing. Saying? A f- yeah. Did, did as as women, it, did it? Yeah. Did you enjoy it? Or was it uncomfortable? What was no, the thought? No, it wasn't. That didn't I turn mean, you on. There's no way. No, no, yeah. it wasn't uncomfortable though. No, no, no. But we also like. I could totally see someone being offended. We're like the least easily offended. Offended slash, how? Yeah. Like not offended, but just like uncomfortable by that. Is what I mean. We're we're just not like that. We're really comfortable with all that kind of stuff. That's just kind of funny how like even women would you know be kind of like uh, weird you know or god if again like if it's like a old old like 80s movie where oh, like there's yeah. a random like you know ski school two, you know right, and there's right, a locker right. room full of naked chicks like guys are just like you know as an 18 year old guy you're just rewinding it right over and over right. And just be like this is the greatest thing ever you know <laughs> no totally well i can um, confirm that was not the case last night when julie was watching <laughs> she watched there was no she rewinding was like, there was no rewinding she was like she was like, what are you? I was like, no, it's it's a TV show. I was like, no, it's not my, I didn't choose this. It wasn't like I was scrolling and I was like, page 73, this is perfect. Like, <laughs> no, it's podcast research. So tell us so the whole controversy. There is a scene in it, which is about Harry Styles and Louis Tomlinson, who, if you remember, there were all these rumors when One Direction was together that they were together specifically. Mm-hmm. And it, it got like really out of hand at a certain point because all of these like fans, like, quote, like, shipped them together and started 
um, like writing these fan fiction, like really graphic scenes about them having sex. So in Euphoria, which is the show that I feel like we haven't even, I feel like we went through a whole thing about like, I've seen so many dicks on this show and then like there was no mention of the show. So if you're trying to. By the way, to, it's called Euphoria. <laughs> it's called Euphoria and it's it's Zendaya's show. It's, it's really amazing and really like, like crazy. But anyways, one of the scenes featured, I think it was like a dream that she was having where she was writing the fan fiction and it like featured a scene of Harry like performing oral sex on Louis backstage at a One Direction concert. And people kind of were like really shocked that they had shown this. It was like, I think it was a cartoon. I'm not sure. I haven't gone to the episode yet. So don't quote me. But people were really shocked that they were showing this. And they were like, I wonder if Harry and Louis had signed off on this because it seems very invasive sure. to have this scene of them and that was like, not. and they have not. So Louis said, he was like, his, he tweeted and was like, somebody said, um, just going to sit here and, a fan said, just going to sit here and hope that they for some reason approved it because surely they had to get it aired. Harry seems quite friendly with the people involved, but you can tell Louis's not going to like it. And Louis responded and said, I can categorically say I was not contacted, nor did I approve it. Harry hasn't commented on it yet. But this was like, I don't know if, if you remember when they were together, like it like caused a rift in their friendship because people kept, it was like, it got uncomfortable for them, I think. Yeah, I mean, I... From an outsider's point of view, it sounds kind of shitty. If yeah. uh, because again, re regardless of what their sexual preference is, whether gay or straight, I mean, in this, if let's say they're maybe they are in a relationship, well, then in a way, like HBO, the writers are in a weird way calling them out when they've decided they're not ready to be outed, right? So right. like they've taken, and if they're straight, like you can still be uh, like you know part of the team, you know, pro like you know. Mar gay marriage but like still like if you're straight you want to be identified as straight and you can be straight and if everyone's calling you gay with your like best guy friend like you don't like I'm really close to a lot of guy friends and there's a, a real love there and you know I I have guy friends that became man I love you, man you know mm -hmm. but like especially if you're in the public eye you don't want necessarily fans to be you know it's one thing if you know, your security relationship and someone says, oh, you guys are gay and like you're so close, like you don't care. But let's assume millions of fans are, are, are now creating cartoon pornos of, that would be frustrating. And that yeah. could, like, that would be like, oh, do we can't like, as friends, hug each other, put your arm around like, the, you know, I say I love you, man, at a con, oh, I heard that one of them said I love you. And now you're like, it's, right. it's it's weird. And so they're playing into that narrative that regardless of what the truth is, um, they've clearly haven't shown a willingness to talk about it or or have denied it. Right. So you're kind of you're putting them you're you're calling them out and you're putting them on blast in a way. I um, think the idea. Sorry. I think the idea of what they were doing and I I get what you're saying because that's how I felt, too. But I think from the HBO perspective, they're their idea of it was like, oh, let's capitalize on this really nostalgic thing that fans remember. And as like a teenage girl, like all these girls went through this thing where they were like, let's read the, like the, the Harry Louis fan fiction. It's like, it, there's, there's... I mean, I get that, yeah. but... No, I'm uh, agreeing with you. I think yeah. that it's... it's. Um, I definitely believe that they were was, trying to capitalize for sure. If there was permission yeah. involved, it would have been a whole different narrative. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Also, my thing is like, they worked so hard or were so happy when this finally died. Yeah. Like finally, and now they're reigniting it to me. That just doesn't seem right. Again, we don't know the details, but we do know that it wasn't that it wasn't approved it's because very, he said it. Yeah, it's it was, very reminiscent of Carly Kloss and Taylor Swift, how a lot of people suspect that the reason that they're not friends anymore is because fans made it so uncomfortable by, like, suspecting they're in a relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and maybe 
maybe not being friends anymore is being like, hey, we can't really like hang out publicly or be seen because like neither of them. And again, you don't even know the variables. Maybe they're e- each individually dating someone who is kind of frustrated by, yeah. re- regardless if it's another, uh, like a, a female or a male, it's just like, if you were in a relationship, you don't want rumors that someone's dating someone else, Mm-mm. you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You can be like, you know, babe, I know it's crazy or whatever, but eventually it takes its toll, you know? It gets frustrating, and so the only way sometimes to get rumors to stop is to avoid certain situations. Uh, and there's, it's nothing different than even if this wasn't, you know, even if it was, like, think about it. If you're dating a guy and let's say he's famous and everybody's linking him to this other famous woman. It's the same kind of thing. And after, even if you're secure in your relationship, it takes a toll. It really does. I mean, look at, yeah, Bradley Cooper and Irina. Listen, I'm not saying that they split because of that, but the tension definitely didn't help. But that was the whole discussion we're having that it doesn't necessarily mean that Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper had to be together for it to cause a riff. It's any sort of, um, intensive speculation, intense speculation or, or like creating an insecurity or finding that, weak spot in a relationship and and exploiting it that could cause it they they could have never even touched off camera but it still created some sort of an insecurity in their relationship it's tough like bachelor nation for every season there's like these you know people have these teams you know i stand this person whatever mm-hmm. they and in certain relationships and so every season uh even if the the league kind of picks a, a fan favorite so mm-hmm. to speak usually what's done in the final two there's there's certain teams and it's just like oh you should and every winner uh, goes through a period of time of comments riddled on their instagram and certainly there's a lot of positive ones but they only see the negatives of course, right? of course. and it's always like he should have picked so and so and whatever and regardless of if the if the leads is like i honestly didn't really even like it was always you and mm-hmm. it really and they even believe it. it's just you to have other people root for a different relationship doesn't exist, it takes its toll. Like, it's, it's, it's like, it can really mess with you. And I can only imagine, like, the Lady Gaga, Bradley Cooper situation. Fans truly obsessed with that fictional relationship. You know, it's wild. That it's was like, some shit. Yeah, it's like Bieber, Haley, and Selena. Haley Baldwin or Haley Bieber shut her comments off on her Instagram because it was like, I mean, she hasn't publicly said that, but I imagine because she's spoken sure. so openly about the comments she was getting that she just couldn't handle it anymore. It's like yeah. she's so secure in her relationship, but all of these people are coming at her like he should have ended up with Selena. Yeah. Like, it's, I mean, it's straight up bullying at that point. Yeah, it takes its toll. Yeah. It's just like, well, you want people to believe in your relationship. You know? Totally. Like, you want people, you know, you know. Even as the person, like, I feel like you can relate to this being the person, not the other. Like, you know, the person that was choosing. I'm sure, yeah. like, after you chose Vanessa, that was a whole... Yeah, you want people to root for you. You want people to root for you, exactly. You know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know? No, completely. Um, the next story that we want to talk about is Hall- Halle Bailey from Chloe and Halle was cast as the Little Mermaid. So I'm super intrigued by this story. S- very. We are, first of all, we are just like really big fans of hers. And I cannot I went off on Isa Instagram with the... With, with, uh... In a comment? Yeah. I, honestly, when I first saw the casting, I was like, cool. I gave it like really no thought. Right. You know, it's like neat. Sure, she seems pretty. I'm guessing she can sing. I didn't really know who she was at the time. And then, like, four days later, you start, like, re- apparently a lot of people are pissed. And I was blown away. Like, maybe I just take it for granted just how far we haven't come still. But it's just, like, what do people give a shit? I, I, like, I, it's one of those things it's where... It's a mermaid. It's, well, <laughs> right. It's like you're upset about a fictional character okay. being different than the original made up already i can't it's like it's let's just for anybody confused let me give a background as to who we're talking about so this is hallie bailey she is from um chloe and hallie she's 19 years old she stars in Grownish, 
And she's half of the duo, Chloe and Hallie. That's her older sister, Chloe. So what's interesting here is that Beyonce is their mentor because they manager. covered. Or yeah, she signed that ma- mentor, but signed her to the, her, her management sure, company, sure. not her direct manager. But she, yeah, she saw they recovered her song um, Pretty Hurts and she like noticed them and basically took them under her wing mm-hmm. and now they're signed with her. So she's they're very talented. Real, seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so they received, you know, well, I mean, a lot of people were celebrating it because it's such an amazing thing I would say opinion. most people were celebrating it's just the people that weren't were screaming louder than everybody else on ridiculous disgusting things like Ariel has to be white I can't even wrap my head around that mindset truthfully no, that, that's, that's what you're saying I know you totally can't totally kind of blown away and I'm not some sort of like uh, um, activist or you know it's just more like really you guys care right it was it, it, yeah it was absurd to me and it, there was a tweet I retweeted and again it's just surprising because like not to mention, it is a fictional character. Truly, it's a mermaid. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah, not it's like you want to be upset about something not being real. It's a mermaid. Yeah, like, but what, whatever. But like, there was, uh, I forgot who it was, but it, I think it was an actress or, or or something. It was, oh, it was referencing Ariel, the original cartoon character. And she was saying, oh, maybe it was some, I don't know. She was saying, I'm a redhead, mm-hmm. you know. And as a redhead, you know, when I was young, I was subject to, jokes and you know the kind of those stereotypes the, the that south come. park gingers have and, no soul and, yeah and ariel the redheaded cartoon fake mermaid made it a, cool to be a redhead and you know to say that like here we are casting a, a young black woman and now we're giving an opportunity for another m- different minority group but a minor- minority group nonetheless like she was like happy for the casting right. for that reason and again for all the people who like cl- it's just like the little bit I've looked into it is their their argument is they're just diehard Disney fans and they they want the authenticity and that makes them not racist in their minds. I don't know. <laughs> whatever uh, whatever they need to do to whatever. justify that. But I'm just thinking, logic. even if that were true, even if your your dedication to the authenticity of a Disney character, like, isn't the positive opportunity that's going to bring a minority group in like the kind of a platform to have someone that like a young black girl could like aspire and look up to in the positivity that's going to bring from a just overall, isn't that, doesn't outweigh your, you would think. Your, it's just wild to me that there's no, it's like, no. it blows my mind. You're preaching to the choir. I mean, that's exactly, Chrissy Teigen commented on it. It was like, I'm so excited that my little Luna is going to be able to see some of herself in a Disney princess. Yes. It's, you, like, it's amazing. Also, where do they think the original is going? You don't like this one? Pop the other one Pop in. Pop the other one on. Like, you don't fun. have to watch this one. No one's asked. It's just the Ooh, most ridiculous. And the thing is that I feel like I'm so jaded by what I see online is because as soon as I saw this, I went, great, amazing. This is going to have backlash, and it's ridiculous. And I knew it as soon as I saw it, because if you remember, when Idris Elba was being cast as James Bond, it was all that backlash. It's like, why? It's a fictional character. Let me ask you this. I I think he'd be an amazing uh, James Bond, because he's, like, hot and a man's man. And, like, I'm, like, he gets me going, you know? (laughs) I get it. But, uh, like... um, do you think – there was the other argument they were talking about, like, what if they casted a woman as James Bond? Is that the same or because that character is – I mean, the thing about James Bond, he's the character is a misogynistic guy. Mm-hmm. It, How does that – like, what would your in my opinion, be on that? In my opinion, that changes. As somebody who's watched James Bond, my dad's a huge James Bond fan, John, James Bond fan so I always grew up with the movies. And 
from that perspective, it changes the story. It's not meaning that they couldn't do a story with a female James Bond-like character yeah, who, who goes on... First of all, it's not like I'm saying that it would be illogical because you can't have a female spy who does all of these cool sure. shit. And That's not it. She it's can just, hook up with... Yeah, like, the like, hottest guy. It just would be a different movie in a different narrative. But yeah. changing someone's skin color... All it does is change the skin <laughs> color, and it's it's so ridiculous to me that people care so deeply about this that they're willing to create an argument about it. And it's like, first of all, how much easier is it to just be happy for a person than it is to like be upset about a fictional character? It's just it, it boggles my mind. Uh, no, really, it's it's fascinating because it's like what. Are you? It must. It's just boredom. It's just. It, I mean, I just don't. It, it's. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it, it's racism. It's but racism. Like, but to give a shit, I. That's what I'm saying. It's just like, and it's, those are the people who are like, you know, I'm not racist, but kind of thing. Yeah, right. It's like you're uh, you're racist. But no, like, but. But like, even if everything else in your life is, you know, you know, I don't, you know, you you never thought you had a racist thought, but to voice like, doesn't that? Don't you have pause and go, you know, the casting happens, and maybe your thought is like, oh, they. They casted a woman of color to play Ariel. Huh. You know, like, and then you kind of, don't you go, I'm just going to keep this one to myself because, yeah. you know, like, do you really going to like, what I, is it? Like, it's a mermaid. <laughs> Why can't a mermaid be a black girl? Like what you're saying, it's literally a foreign thought process for us to even have, understand that. Have so. they casted Ariel's father or mother? So or the, mother. Ooh, that'd be what? Because in, in the mermaid, you'd never see Ariel's mother. Yeah. Well, we so, know... I, I know that Melissa McCarthy is Ursula, and people are gonna lose their shit if they cast a, a a white, because technically they could be right. You know, you could have right? a mixed family. If you're not you wouldn't the, know, yeah. and you don't see the mother. Great, like, but people like it's, it's so sad. Now I just want Disney to like really give it to them, like just right? st- like double yeah, down, double down, like for these people, fucking grow up. Let me tell you something. Tell me, Ursula. <laughs> Lizzo was robbed of that role. Yeah. Lizzo was robbed. If oh, you want to be well, angry yeah. about something, be angry about that because yes. Lizzo deserved that shit. Did she want it? Did yeah, she, she did. Something? She tweeted something and was like, I think she was kidding and people really, I think she was giving into um, like kind of a fan thing that everyone wanted her to be Ursula. So when she wasn't Ursula, I, I don't know if it was like a, she went for the role and didn't get it. I think she was just giving into the fan She's thing, but it was like, how amazing would she? I mean, Melissa Warren these would be incredible. She is yeah. one of the funniest back actresses. I think that's a good cast. Uh, I was I, I DM Lizzo trying to get her on my podcast. I have not heard about. She's oh, um, let us I'm, know. I'm, there's no bigger Lizzo fan. <laughs> tell, tell you can tell me any role, and I'll be like, Lizzo should have been in that. No, tell James about, Bond with Lizzo. Lizzo. <laughs> <laughs> Last week when I I literally Emma woke me up in the morning and she goes, "Hey, you up?" And I was like. Now I am. She was like, I'm just feeling really inspired by Lizzo this morning. <laughs> I'm know. like, okay, can you tell me that in an hour when I'm actually up? <laughs> I just really support her, like intensely. Um, no, she's great. She's yeah. she's on, on her way up. But absolutely, yeah, I am. I, I I'm glad you brought that. I am fascinated by that story, and it's not fascinating in a great way. It's just more. It's more it's, just. It's a, like, it's a. It's a. I'm dumbfounded by it. It's a. It's a. It's a unfortunate reminder of just. Where we are. Where we are and where we, we – because I think sometimes with progress, you know, there's a lot of great things happening and then you're like – you kind of get like, wow, we're really mm-hmm. we're really doing things. And then all of a sudden it's like a cold hard, nah, we're, we're, we're not, not anymore, there yet. Yeah. No, we are, but like it's still a – it's yeah. a fucking mermaid, people. Yeah, like chill. Um, it's going to create way more positives than your collection of like – sorry you have to like get a, a little black model – and, and, and you're racist and it's going to have to be a person of color but like it's I don't absurd. get it I don't no get it. no I completely it's wild to us kudos Disney because you did a good job yeah. 
Um, moving on to the next story. So Alex Morgan in the World Cup final, obviously um, Alex Morgan kicked the winning goal to beat England. And she celebrated her victory by doing like the sipping tea motion. Mm -hmm. And she received so much backlash that it was disrespectful to Brits and was making fun of their culture. And of course, because God forbid anybody does anything and people don't get offended. Seriously, so, God forbid. It's like unbelievable. So she explained it and she says, and I quote, my celebration was actually more about that's the tea, which is telling a story, spreading news. And then she said, Sophie Turner does it quite often. She's one of my favorite actresses, so it wasn't a hit to England in any way. This was my favorite thing ever. Sophie Turner gets on her Instagram story, and she's like, she literally says, she interrupts her honeymoon for this. And she goes, okay, I'm on my honeymoon. I'm not really looking at my phone much, but I feel like this deserves a mention. Unfortunately, the UK women's football team lost at the World Cup. And of course, I'm incredibly sad and incredibly proud of that team. But I am so honored that we lost to such an incredible team, the US women's football team. Alex Morgan, all the haters that are saying that this was disrespectful, I'm honored that you, that you thought of me and all those people that are hating on you are probably sitting at home, millennials drinking kombucha. And she write, and I'm really fucking proud of you, Alex Morgan. Congratulations on your winning. And that's the motherfucking tea. And then she drank her wine and just, great. just yeah, amen to that one. Also, we really saw the ring up close and oh, personal. Oh, the ring. Talk about I guessing going. I had, to watch it, I had to watch it three times because I was like, oh, wait, she was speaking and it wasn't just so about. She was really I flexing all while defending Sophie Turner. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's beautiful. the best way to flex. Yeah, um, I love Sophie Turner. I think she is, I, I can't, I'm obsessed with her. Every time she does this like Instagram story thing, remember when um, Macy Williams had that scene in um, Game of Thrones? Yeah. And she like went on Instagram and was like, you motherfucking did it. Like it was, she's just so good. I, I know. can't. She's good. Are you a fan of hers? I, yeah. I mean, I'm, I, I can't say that I'm, but she's great. I don't yeah. know. She's a really talented actor and. Totally. Yeah. She seems, she seems like a. A cool hang. She's just chill. chill. I don't know. That's just the vibe right. that I get from her. Yeah. Just really chill. I think that's what you kind of want with all your stars or celebrities is like, you know, are they normal? You know, right. like the more in touch with like reality. Yeah. I think the more cool of a hang you think that, like, I think that's what makes Christy Teigen so popular. Mm -hmm. Totally. Like, you're just like, God, she's just so cool. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Uh, where like if she was out of touch, you would kind of be like. It makes sense, you know, like yeah. you expect them to be out of touch totally. and yet they're not. I think, right. you know. Her, yeah, her realness is what draws people to her. Yeah. Actually, what a, again, unplanned and seamless transition. We just wanted to touch, this isn't news, we just have to say it, that Chrissy Teigen was on vacation with her, John Legend, and then their best friends, Jen Atkin and Mike Rosenthal in Italy for this past week, which is for everybody that follows. The reason we didn't have a Sunday night Teigen roundup is because Chrissy didn't tweet. Like, I love when people are like coming at us like, no roundup. It's like, our roundup is entirely dependent on whether or not Chrissy tweets. When she's like in the Italian Riviera, the last thing she's thinking about is Twitter. Like, I don't know what you want from us. It's so funny. I have to say, I was thinking about this because she never tweets on vacation. It's like, I know that if she's on vacation, there's not going to be a tweet. I wonder if her and John are just, she has a rule with herself that she's not going to go on Twitter while they're on vacation. Because Chrissy's addicted to Twitter and she's very open about that. So I, w I wonder if that's like a thing. Like it's like, okay, we're on break. No Twitter for me. Ooh, interesting. Now I want to ask her. What do you think? Maybe. <laughs> do, you, do you see how intensely we take these situations? Like, we yeah, take pop um, culture, we analyze the fuck out of it. You're like... Which, again, just makes... Is it is it that you don't watch The Bachelor kind of blows my mind? Or, like, you know, Bachelor, we're kind of the slum of, of celebrity. No, no, like it's not And, the Tegans that. of the world. Is that it? Or no, Because, no. like, it's... I, I know. It's amazing how in tuned you are, and yet, like... Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if there's a, like overtly specific reason that we don't watch we just I never tried. got into it i sat down with colton season i was like i'm gonna make this one happen i'm gonna do it and i just couldn't do it 
Hmm. You know what I think it is for me is like every so often I'll watch like an episode. Like I watched a lot of Colton season because my mom is really into it and my sister like literally when my sister was like, make sure you say Nick, tell Nick I say hi. Like she loves it. It's like she loves it and my mom loves it too. Um, but I found that was like, okay, the season was over. And then I would move on. And it was like, there was no, I like the attachment of celebrities. I find that like when we're talking about a news sure. story, it's a lot like it's repetitive and it's Chrissy's always in the news or, you know, the Kardashians are always in the news with Bachelor, obviously yourself excluded and a, and a decent number of, I just fall, you know, it's like, okay, I love this person. And then they're gone the next minute. So yeah, it's, it's, it's hard. The, the Bachelor is, it, the show's evolving in that sense because, um, historically it's been this whole like right reasons thing and so you know especially you know now with the introduction of paradise but when i came on a second season and went far that was like a no-no in a sense so a lot of he's had his chance a lot of people will say that even when colton was cast as the bachelor was like oh my god he went on paradise and now he's the bachelor and yet like fans like they love it but they want to hate on it and it's this whole thing so the show you know with paradise it gives them the opportunity and that's why like people have been able to get to know certain uh, cast members as opposed to before like a one and done situation because like right they're only there for love and they can't you know then it becomes disingenuous so that's i get that i will say that i follow um catherine low and sh- and i mean sean low and catherine very closely because really? i think they have just i mean like i didn't watch his season i watched his wedding when they had it and i just like think they have such an amazing relationship and i think he's very funny and very good on social media and i've just like become very attached to, not attached, but very interested in their family and really? big fan of their family. So hmm. I don't know if that has anything to do with The Bachelor, but I like them as people, I will say. Okay. We're stopping to tell you guys about OpenFit. Are you looking for fitspiration? Are you spending hours on the internet trying to find the best workout plan for you? Summer is here, but there's still time to get yourself beach ready by letting the workouts come to you. Getting fit and staying healthy has never been easier than with OpenFit. The thing about OpenFit is that it really takes all the complexity out of losing weight and getting fit. It's a brand new, super simple streaming service that allows you to work out from the comfort of your living room in as little as 10 minutes a day. They have so many different options. So for example, you can work out with amazing trainers like Andrea Rogers. She's the founder of the worldwide sensation Extend Bar, which is amazing from personal experience. Or their newest workout, which is Rough Around the Edges with six of the most badass stunt women in the business. You no longer have to have that anxiety or worry about other people watching you feel work out or feeling pressure to keep up. None of that because you're in the comfort of your own home or wherever you are and it's super convenient. Also, it's affordable and accessible. So, you know, if you are going on vacation, for example, you're worried that you won't have a gym, you can do it on your computer, your web-enabled TV, tablet, smartphone, even Roku. And some places only sell classes as a package and often you can't make it to every class. So OpenFit brings the class to you. It's a really cost-effective option. So listen, OpenFit has totally changed the way we work out. And texting our code COMMENTS to 303030, you can join us on our fitness journey personalized just for you. Right now, during the OpenFit 30-Day Challenge, our listeners get a special extended 30-day free trial membership to OpenFit when you text COMMENTS to 303030. You'll get full access to OpenFit, all of the workouts and nutrition information totally free. Again, just text COMMENTS to 303030. Standard message and data rates may apply. Okay, now back to the show. I want to ask you because we just got inundated, and so I'm we did our research enough to – have a relatively intelligent conversation about this season before we get into any questions for you specifically. So I guess there's a lot of drama with Luke is what I've gathered, Mm -hmm. right? He seems to be the seasoned villain. And she's now down to the final four. Can you just give us like a general overview as to your thoughts, number one, on him and number two of like where you think she's at right now? Well, I think think this is one of the best seasons they've had in a long time. Oh, wow. Specifically The Bachelorette. 
um, if you were, but just in general, it's a, it's a great season. Uh, I think what's interesting about this season is that the villain Luke um, is one of the better villains they've had in the, again, this, when you say a villain in the TV sense, but she's truly into him, mm-hmm. you know? And I think this season is bringing up a lot of relatable topics that are, um, that like in pop culture, not even pop culture, but in the world, uh, when it comes to like sex and religion. Um, and, uh, and I think that's, what's fascinating, you know, like sexism, misogyny and things like that. And, and Luke is demonstrating a lot of those kind of things. Um, in fairness, I've been very critical of Luke mm-hmm. throughout the season. As the season progresses, I'm not less critical, but I I can at least understand right. him a little bit more, not to excuse it, but like Luke is someone who is uh, very religious and open about his religion. Um, uh, I grew up Catholic. He's grown up, uh, it seems more like Christian, not Catholic. He's not Catholic. I know that much. Um, and so he's he's all in whether it's he looks like a guy who doesn't really know who he is right where he uh was kind of uh, a party guy or active and then like found god and Mm -hmm. then decided to like become righteous and you see that a lot with people who are now you know who are born again and they just are very outwardly spoken about their religion but there's sometimes some hypocrisy um with Mm -hmm. some of the things that they say and i think he's he's pretty young he's 24 um, and then with that comes he, the way he t- articulates himself, uh, or poorly, is he says a lot of things that come across as very judgmental and, and, and shaming, mm-hmm. whether he's me- meaning to do that or not, not to excuse him, but that's how he's coming across. Um, and then he, like, he flip-flops a lot, you know? So then he also looks like someone who doesn't, he's just really, it seems like a guy who's trying to figure out himself but, and trying to live to the um, level that right. he's decided he wants to be whether mm-hmm. it's sincere or you know i don't know like um and so that's and then all the guys hate him kind of thing and so it's fascinating in that way she's done a good job of equally so is that she also talks about her faith which i think is fascinating but she also like in get, getting to know her she's someone who has a very i think progressive bone in her body yeah. and i think as she evolves and and sees more of the world i think she will only become more progressive i grew up very traditional and then as I've gotten older, I've become way more progressive. And mm-hmm. I think she's been a, a voice for a lot of young women to kind of uh, show that you can uh, talk, you know, sh- have that dichotomy about like he- having a faith-based life, but also not feel judged by uh, having more progressive viewpoints and things like that. And I think that's been the focus of the season. I find that very fascinating. It is. It's like a juxtaposition in a way. You know, we got a lot of questions. I get this, this whole drama regarding the windmill sex mm. and how, you know, I guess she was being slut-shamed. And yeah, well, there's was still a lot of... A lot of, right. And it was know. brought to Caitlin's attention, right? And Caitlin kind of came out basically saying, like, why, why are we joining in this narrative? Like, we should be celebrating this, and who are we to whatever? She, people were saying that it was drawing a lot of similarities to her season mm-hmm. when she was slut-shamed. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I see it. I mean, there. Well, when the when the preview came out about this whole windmill thing, uh, I don't know why people thought this because it, the show never even. I mean, also it's a preview, so it's a teaser, so you never know mm-hmm. what context. But everyone just assumed, regardless, it assumed that this uh, potential sex was before the fantasy suite, as if that mean means anything. Yeah. Because like when when Caitlin and I had that moment on her season, it wasn't in the fantasy suite, right. and people lost their shit. 
because it wasn't in the fantasy. Like, what's the difference? It was literally nine days before, and what, like, some made-up name by TV producers who call something a fan makes it okay or something? <laughs> like, know. if it's It's so, almost weirder that to specifically wait for one night of yeah. one episode where you're allowed to, and everyone... The, that's was always weird for me when I was watching The Bachelor's Bachelorette. It was like, you have, you know, one night that all... Like three right people have that same experience and it's like not every time do they go, choose to go through yeah. with it but it's it's always seemed weird to me to wait for the one specific night where all the other people were also waiting for that one specific night it's weird yeah, yeah. and it's it's again i think sometimes we give too much credit to the we hear it you know the, the trolls and the negative people are always the loudest right and so that's what we respond to uh we don't usually know the faces and the names behind the people who are throwing out this this judgment and criticism, um, you know. And, the, and it's a it's a shame that the you you don't uh, you get a lot of positive you know the po the positive people like most people just have don't have the time they watch The Bachelor mm -hmm. oh that was really entertaining and they move on with their, their lives and they might at work be like oh that was a really good episode right. they're not like going on Twitter and losing their minds you know even if it's positive they might they might watch and go oh, good for hannah you know good for her wow totally but like that's it ends there with a negative person who's judging or you know who's who's decided they you know they don't want to have sex you know that happens a lot when people like like that the luke character is kind of like that like people make these decisions for themselves mm -hmm. they decide for whatever reason maybe it's uh maybe they had a bit of a drinking problem and they've decided not to drink right good for that mm -hmm. so now when they see other people drinking they're the first ones to, like sometimes point fingers mm -hmm. and be like oh you shouldn't do this and people do that sometimes like they get real judgmental and righteous because they've decided totally. to fix their life mm -hmm. or maybe they struggled with weight and so they got really healthy and mm -hmm. now they're eating and exercising it right and then like someone like bites into a twinkie and they're just like do you know what's in that or blah 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 you shouldn't do that you know what you're doing in your body and dude's like Leave me, you know, yeah. like people do that a lot. So, um, and it's a shame. It's a, there's a double standard with men and women, you know, like no one, no one would ever do that with The Bachelor. No one ever did that to me all the times. Like my season, they casted a girl, the producers who knew that we hooked up at a wedding. Mm -hmm. They, and they brought her on and I was, you know, I wasn't thrilled that they did that because I was pretty clear with the producers that like, just so you know, I heard kind of rumors of it, so I just said to the producers, there's no one in my life that I've ever dated or or hung out with that I want to marry. Right. So knowing that this is a show about hopefully me getting engaged, I just want you to know that. Right. right? So anyway, she shows up, and that, it's fine. And it was a, the first two episodes was about I went to a wedding and had a one-night stand. No one said anything. No one said, no one said shit. Right. It was surprisingly. I was like, yeah, Nick, had, Nick Fox. Right, right, exactly. You know, uh -huh. and it's it's wild that you know Hannah and, and Caitlin got it bad. Um, it's fascinating. Caitlin's done a really good job of, of being herself. I truly believe that Hannah will be remembered as one of the better bachelorettes for this very reason that she's kind of steadfast with who she is, and she's going to unfortunately get this negative criticism. But I think over over time she'll be remembered as a very positive and a like someone who actually moved the bar. Mm -hmm. And I think Caitlin did that. And because of those same reasons that she was like, I'm authentically myself and Hannah's that way. And she'll be more of a role model. And then the, the haters will just kind of go away and mm -hmm. hate on something else. You no. Know, some other Disney casting. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah. No, I feel you on that one. I also just always find it interesting. Cause it's like, if you're really choosing to spend your life with this person or apparently so, don't you want to know what they're like in bed? Like what the hell? <laughs> I never. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I, it's so it's such an antiquated mindset. Think, I mean, yes and no. I mean, it, it's it's yes, I think, but technically, 
I think you want to know what the equipment looks like and if it works. And if you have good physical chemistry, I think technically you could probably do that without having sex in a sense. You, you could. I, I, yeah. I actually, I take that back. I couldn't. You don't think so? I like if you got a, If you got a chance to look, you know, just to observe the equipment, yeah, so uh-huh. to speak. I hear you. And you, like, when you, every time you make out or you're, like, going to first mm-hmm. and second base, it's hot. Mm-hmm. You know, and you have a good, like, you're communicating. I mean, do you really think you'd have bad sex with that person? Wait, that's not the question. Is the question, do I think I would have bad sex or do I think that I could get engaged without having sex? I guess either. Well, because wouldn't, wouldn't, uh, when the only thing you'd be worried about is like, what if my sex life is bad with this person? Yeah, I, I don't know. You're right. Listen, you're totally right. I think the chemistry can be there. And I think in a lot of times that's indicative of a really healthy sex life. I guess I just, for me, it's such, it's so much more than just does it work. It's so much more like the actual emotional connection when you're like physically having sex. Yeah, so I, get, I mean, I, I don't know. I generally think like the the first time you have sex with anyone should never be the no, best sex you two ever have. Of course, ideally. No. you can have. Literally, God forbid. I think there's some people who are comfortable in their skin, mm-hmm. so like they're generally like a, probably pretty good, mm-hmm. whatever, because they're just more they're comfortable. Mm-hmm. But, but it's not connection. Ideally, you communicate, and you're just like you feel more comfortable to be like, what do you like? What do you like? And you kind of figure each other out. So, I guess what I'm saying is, in that sense, if you again, if you have a strong physical connection and you have the confidence that you can communicate with communicate with someone. Technically, I think, you, you know, I would, having been in that situation. Well, do you think you could marry somebody having not had sex well, with them Well, keep in first? mind, the, well, marry, are we talking about engaged or married? Or, let's say engaged. Um, it gives you an out. So I guess what's the difference between engaged and, and dating? Do you think you could, like, commit to being someone, with someone for the rest of your life before knowing what they're like in bed? Actual intercourse. Yes. Actual intercourse. Actual intercourse. Yeah, I, I, think I, I think I wouldn't be worried. If I, again, if this, this is all assuming that I, we still have a physical of relationship. Of course, of course, yeah. Um, and we've seen each other naked. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a, like I'm physically attracted. To, mm-hmm. We're physically attracted to how we look. Um, we definitely have a, you know, strong physical com- uh, connection. So just the act of actual sex wouldn't something I, th- I would really worry about. I think it's very different as a guy. Do you? I think that, I, I think that's a generalization, a generalization, but I agree, honestly. I think it's... Um, I'm trying to think of how I want to word this. I think it's easier as a guy to be like, okay, it'll just get better. But as a girl, it's like, I think it's a much more um, specific science. Is that the way to Have word it? Have you ever uh, messed around with a guy that before you had sex, foreplay was awesome, just great. And then you had sex and it just one and one didn't equal two? Like how... Yeah, I yeah. have. And it wasn't about his dick size. Right, no, I hear it's, you. It's, it's rarely that's what it comes down to, I don't, I don't think, personally. Yeah. You think it comes down to dick size? No, no I'm saying I don't think it does. Right? So I'm that's what saying I'm saying. It's... I just feel like if a guy is generally considerate about like foreplay and doing all that stuff yeah. and reading a, a room or a situation, like, and, you know, he's, you know, adequately set up, like, I, what, I, I, how do you, I, how do you suck? No, hold on. I think that I need to be clear with my point. I hear you completely. And to me, it's less about sucking because I think that there's always room for improvement. Like you said, the first time should never be the best. For me, it's that I expect that when I'm physically having sex with someone that there should be some sort of like emotional spark. And it's possible that even with a really good foreplay leading up, hmm. that when you actually engage, yes. that's what, isn't that what yes, we're saying? Yes, it's not, it's, it's not, it like, doesn't connect in the you know, same you way. You know what, like right before you're like, <gasps> like that, like that yeah. could not happen even I, if you're having. I feel like maybe that's a... A gender difference. But that's maybe. what I'm saying. That I think it, it is. It I, th- I think it is. 
That's which is really thing. interesting. I've never had. I can't. I can't say I've ever had the moment. Like, yeah. I mean, I've certainly have had. This is great, you <laughs> yeah, know. And I'm, yeah. You know, uh, but I get. I get. I get what you're saying. But maybe there. That's a, a difference. It's an interesting men thing. And women. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's inter- I mean, this is like our favorite thing. It's an interesting thing to think about. Who knows? Which is interesting enough, more fascinating that, you know, women are only ones between men and women who get judged for wanting to maybe explore that more where right. the guys are like, well, I'm fine either way, you exactly. know, but yet exactly. they sleep with all these women exactly, uh, and no one says shit. Yeah. It's a, it's a wild double standard that I can't uh, wait oh, yeah, to yeah, But it's also a double standard too about like, uh, if a guy... There's been previews next uh, about like Hannah sending Luke home, mm-hmm. and again we don't know the context, or and there's maybe a lot more said, but um, but when a guy expresses that sex does meaning something to him, like there is that also a double standard of he's he's not manly, uh-huh. yeah. Or no, like, you're so right because again there's a difference between shaming a woman for having sex and a guy saying listen. You do what you want, and I support you. But like this means something to me, so I just want to wait, or I want to not do this, or whatever. Like that's also okay. Mm-hmm. He's not. Yeah, shaming I mean, a we saw that with Colton's yeah. whole season yeah. was the yeah, him being, uh, having to constantly, constantly explain that he was a virgin. And it, you're right; it is different. Whereas if the Bachelorette was a virgin, it'd be like, oh, she's a virgin. Yeah. I think it would be, they'd still make it a story, but it was a much bigger story. I don't know. I feel like with, uh, yeah, it would be a story, but it wouldn't have been as invasive. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they've had other, like when, you know, but to Ashley, I Kennedy was a virgin and, and Becca Tilly was a virgin when they were first on and they did enough to talk about it on, on the season for two people who weren't leads. Mm -hmm. So, um, but with, I mean, they, it was every episode. On Colton's season. Yeah. It was like, it's like, we get it. Also, I think it's also from like a, a more, so like larger picture societal view of like guys being virgins versus girls being virgins. Uh, yeah. I mean, you, yeah, totally. Like with Colton, it was always like, why? Like there had to be a reason why right. he was a virgin. Uh-huh. Um, and I think with, with women, I think people wonder why less. Yeah. Yeah. She just doesn't want to. Oh. Right. Okay. End of conversation. End yeah. of conversation. Or she's waiting. And Colton's okay. like, but why? Yeah. But no, but why? Uh-huh. Like there has to be some there had, big re- there had to be some that. big reasons. So. No, it's so true. Um, yeah. I have to do these bachelor fans justice in asking you some more Hannah questions that you just alluded to. People want to know if you think that Luke staying this long was truthfully because she was you know so infatuated and potentially manipulated by his behavior or was really a producer coy. Uh in this case, in this I absolutely case. think I think Luke's her person, like like she, I think Luke was the this was Luke's to lose. Mm-hmm. He had every opportunity if he doesn't win, and I don't think he will based off of the, of the previous show. Um, I think there's a real connection there, and you see Hannah truly struggling with someone. And in fairness to Hannah. Especially Hannah, because like the lead always gets criticized for the people they keep. Like fans will literally judge you, and they actually judge men more. They're more critical of the guys, and like the like like the they're more women watch the show, and so and when a bachelor keeps women around, that they're like they don't see themselves in them or whatever, and they you know they will judge the the, the lead. But mm-hmm. every lead gets judged for the people they keep around. But like what you know. Really? Like, what if we have we all dated someone whose like family or friends didn't love them, and imagine a camera being on them, and right. then we got to judge every action? 
Uh, also, like we, in fairness to Luke, we don't get to see everything about him. I, I don't think Luke's a bad guy. I think Luke is uh, ignorant, and I think he comes from a very small world. Mm-hmm. I think he's young. Um, I do think ten years from now, Luke could be a very different person. You know, he might. He, he maybe maybe this is a learning opportunity for him. And I do think those two really liked each other. And I think I said this when when I was Hannah and I'm out. On my podcast, if Hannah goes to a bar mm-hmm. in Alabama and those 30 guys show up, Luke's the only guy she sees. Mm-hmm. Luke's the guy she's going home with. Mm-hmm. Those guys don't even exist. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I really think this is a, a very sincere situation. Other situations, other seasons, like the producers, I've always said, the producers never make you send someone home that you still think there's a chance you could end up with them. Mm-hmm. Right? Right, right. But, you know, keeping other people around who are entertaining and good TV, that happens as long as you don't have to sacrifice people that you still are considering ending up with. Right. Right? Which makes a lot of sense. What are the chances you're really into seven people at once? Mm-hmm. Right. How yeah. many were you into at once? I mean, what, I, mean mo- I would say <laughs> every season, they're, they're at, I would um, every season, the lead is at most only really into two. And I mean where, like, there's real feelings of love being shared between cast members. Mm-hmm. Like, you, like, the top four, like, three or four, it's like they like them. They're into them. It's cool. They think they're nice. There's a lot of mutual respect there. But but it's not. But it's they right. know it's – and there's, like, like last season on Becca's season, there was this guy named Blake who didn't – he was the second. Mm-hmm. And he was crushed. You know, he'll be – he was fine. He got out of it. But in that moment, he really – he felt real feelings for her. And that mm-hmm. only happens with two. And that only happens with two because I think the lead's only capable of really at most really being like, these are two guys I can't stop thinking about. And the third person, he's great and he's sweet. And I like making out with him or whatever, you know. Yeah. And that's the, that, you know. And I think Cass kind of senses that. Yeah. I think you're, I think you're spot on, actually. That um, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But I, I think this season's unique because I think she really is into Luke. And if, if it weren't for him just fucking up and all the guys handing him and him saying things that make Hannah feel shamed and judged Um, and her kind of fighting with this like I want to be a strong empowered woman and like I want to have my voice versus uh, the traditional kind of subservient um, kind of idea that Luke at least when he talks uh, he describes he makes her feel like that's who he, he expects her to be and I think she's fighting that but yet he feels very you'll see this on the hometown episode i think it's what uh, that is is tonight mm-hmm. luke's clearly very religious and she is attracted to that because that's that's what she knows and that's what she right. wants too and that's fine that's great you know um and and there's nothing wrong um with hannah being attracted to that uh and wanting that in her love life and her family my my parents entire relationship was was based off of their faith. They were introduced by Catholic priests. So much wow. of their religion, of their their marriage, was predicated on God. I mean, that's a, can be a great thing, but I think you see Hannah struggling with that, and so I think that's what's fascinating. Yeah, <laughs> are you convincing me to watch now? I'm like invested. It's a good season. <laughs> I will to. say this is a good season. Yeah, I've I can, heard amazing things I about this. I can see season. why on Colton season, like tuning in for the first time to a season that was all about a guy being a virgin. And I think Colton's right. great and it was an entertaining season and the finale was great, but like I, I can get why you didn't I, get I used in. to watch when I was younger. I, I always did, but 
it, I, I lost track and then I, I stopped watching and then Colton season, yeah, you're right. It was like, it was like enough. It was like, he's a virgin. Yeah. Like, he's, he's not going to be forever. Yeah. <laughs> but I can see how this season, I, I can get to know you women. I could picture you having opinions. Oh, yeah. And totally. just being like, you know. Right. Getting into that. Yeah, well, Let me we tell you something. <laughs> Again, I told you, I knew nothing about this. And I was reading those tweets that Caitlin was replying to. And I was like heated. I was like, yeah. you have the chance to fuck in a windmill. You're not going to do it. Like, yeah. <laughs> how many windmills are there? How many? Yeah. Also, What's the like, last time you were in a windmill? I know. All like, those people, they're all like, they're all having sex. You know, yeah. they're all, you know, I mean, even the people who decided that they're born again virgins. Well, you used to fuck a lot, and yeah. now you've deci- you fucked so much that now you're not fucking. Right. Like, so <laughs> you literally outfucked yourself. Yeah. <laughs> like, so good for you for stopping, but like back off, man. Yeah. I still I haven't. You know. Right. So like. Yeah. It, I think again, it's a lot of people who just are bored and want to be heard. The human brain prefers pain to boredom. Yeah, I like that fact, and it's true. We also have a very hard time dealing with joy. Like once we feel too much joy, our ego comes in and is like, why am I so happy? That's why we go into that negative thought process. That makes sense, yeah. yeah. I got uncomfortable with the joy. Yeah. yeah, right. And you have to wonder why. Like what inside of you makes you feel like guilty for feeling so joyous? Whereas if we could all just live like kids and be joyous, think about how different the world would be, you know? Yeah. Interesting, interesting thing. <laughs> Notes from my therapist. How much does she come into this? I've, yeah. A lot. A lot. Dorothy. <laughs> yeah, yeah Dorothy. We're pausing for a second to tell you guys about Rothy's. So I don't know if you've heard about this company, but it's the company that's kind of making headlines for making stylish shoes for women and girls out of recycled plastic water bottles. They're also insanely comfortable and machine washable. They've quickly grown to really being a very loved, gotta have them kind of brand. And it's no surprise that they have over 1,000 nearly perfect reviews. They're stylish, sustainable, comfortable, washable, really all in one pair of shoes. They're the perfect class for life on the go. We ordered these. We both ordered the, like, they're kind of like sneakers. They were camel colored, super comfortable, really easy. And also the machine washable thing is amazing because (laughs) this happened when I was stepped in the mud, put them right in the wash, nothing. It was like, I could not believe that's never happened to me before. I'm usually like there with a Clorox wipe. So the thing is, they're really everyday flats for life on the go. They're stylish and versatile and they go with everything from yoga pants to dresses and skirts. They also come in a very wide range of colors and patterns, and they're available in four different types of silhouettes. Plus, they're constantly launching new styles, so you're guaranteed to find a pair or three that you love. They launch new colors and patterns every few weeks, and they sell out constantly. Personally, again, I'm a camel person. Also important to note, Rothy's always comes with free shipping and free returns and exchanges, so there's no risk, no worries, no reason not to try. Also, I have to say, just in terms of the sustainability, like it will blow your mind that they're made from recycled plastic water bottles. In fact, they have diverted over 25 million water bottles from landfills, which is unbelievable. So check out all the amazing styles available right now at rothys.com slash celebs. Go to rothys, R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash celebs to get your new favorite flats. Comfort, style, and sustainability. These are the shoes you've been waiting for. Head to rothys.com slash celebs today. Okay, now back to the show. Um, okay, so th- this is what we're doing. We're going to go into our award ceremony. We want you to help us crown our winners, Okay. So this is actually funny. So for funniest comment of the week, there was a tweet from Mike Johnson. He writes, just saying, my future wife, though, girl, you ready for smiles, adventure, comfort, growth, honesty, laughter, me falling, using my inhaler, and kissing your stretch marks and imperfections. Where are you hiding? And some fan account responds, it's your chance, Demi. And she responds, I'm right here, Mike. I'm right here, boo. My mom already loves you, too. That one I did so well. I love that one, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. very Demi. Very. I think uh, she's obviously a huge star, and... Um, for 
her to like have a, a, a what seemingly internet crush on one of the cast members, I think it's fun for people uh, to watch. The whole show of The Bachelor is kind of predicated on these like normal people, regular people get casted and get this attention, and now overnight they have access to Demi Lovato and who's like commenting, and I think that right. is relatable. Like relatable in the sense is like, oh my god, like yeah, he was just this guy and now. Demi Lovato wants to date him. To- that's you know what I equate that to. It's a totally different. But just bear with me for a second. When the Vanderpump Rules cast members met Chrissy Teigen and she was like starstruck to meet them, yeah. and they're like, "What the fuck is going on here?" Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a kind of similar phenomenon. Oh yeah, I mean you know? it was like on my season of The Bachelor. There, some of the bigger stories would been like Brie Larson had me at her house for a viewing party, and right? Come, and then she was on Jimmy Kimmel and like showing pictures of that she snuck of me that I didn't even know until yeah. I saw in Jimmy Kimmel and like this fascination that like, right. you know, celebrities have with reality TV, which a lot of them do. And I think that, that people get a kick out of that. They totally do. So that was our winner. Um, and we also do our best clapbacks. There were two here, but I'll tell you who we chose and you can tell me if you agree. Okay. So the first was an article from the province and it wrote, the headline is Drake is no angel. And someone comments, Drake wants to appear tough by all means. He even liked it. And he responds, you sell silicone mixed for damaged and dry roots because her, her uh, username was Fairy Hair and Beauty. I think it's people, an actual brand. Yeah. I think the brand commented it and, and Drake replied. People got a kick out of that one. The second was Macklemore. So he posted a picture with his mother-in-law and he writes, out here in Paris with my mom-in-law, glowed up, grown up. She used to not trust my ass at all as I'd sneak in and out of her house to visit his girlfriend on the late night. Now we in Paris eating appetizers, shopping, walking the city, and looking out the window of the Eiffel Tower. Life is good. Change is good. I love her beyond words, and I think she likes me now. And someone comments, amazing what a few million dollars can do. And he responds, although the money is nice, it unfortunately can't keep you sober. And when I got sober, that's when our relationship changed. Money had nothing to do with it. But yes, Paris is hella expensive, and those zeros are adding up. That was great. Class act. Yeah. I don't, yeah, that, that was kind of just a classy clap back. And also just the, the clap from the fan was like, what does that have to do with anything he was talking right. about? I mean, listen, we see it a lot. I'm sure you get it a lot. Just yeah. the most ridiculous like criticisms. Yeah, no, it's... Like, if you're going to have a claim, at least have some basis to it. Well, sometimes, like, a, a common claim, uh, a clap from, like, uh, for me or just Bachelor fans is like, dude, your 15 minutes are up. And I'm just like... That was five years ago, and I'm still like doing shit. Not that I would, I'd never clap back. That right. sounds like it's douchey, but it's just more like get a new joke or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's, sometimes it's like the claps where fans where it's just like you. It's that still doesn't bother me where you're still doing it, and like, but it's always works with a small group of like hardcore fans or whatever, or your redditors or whatever. Do you ever? Do you guys go on Reddit? Oh, we. I love Reddit. Well, You've recently gotten into Reddit in a different capacity than I just I've gotten into danger. Reddit. I don't go on Reddit. I Reddit just started is... reading erotic stories on Reddit. I like can totally get off to it. <laughs> when I was supposed to say that? Well, I, I, I don't know what you're like. <laughs> I was saying, I was just saying that like I love Reddit and you love Reddit in a different capacity. Well, that's how I started. I that's how I found Reddit. out about it. And now it's like a thing. I'm I, fascinated by I it. I like the Reddit... Um, like deep dive threads into like this conspiracy theory or this thing. Well, that's the problem I have with it is that it's conspiracy theories with like, and it's sprinkled with some truth where like some fan saw this fan or heard this, but then it gets, it, it gets, oh, really, yeah, it gets, and then, but yep. people read it as truth or, or mm-hmm. and, and you have those, to take everything with it. Um, yeah. And then it's, it gets, and all of a sudden people will just be like, I heard this about you and blah, blah, blah. And then there's like, I do know, spe- Bachelor Nation has a contingent of people uh, of, I'm certain, and we talk about it with some of my friends, there's certain cast members and relatives and friends of cast members who have fake Reddit accounts who 
make up stories about other people. Wow. That happens. Think about how intense, like how deep you have to go. Yeah. Like I know that happens. Um, to a certain, yeah, and I know certain people specifically who I were like certain who have done it. You're um, not going to tell us any, no. I imagine. <laughs> but like, and their moms have like fake Twitter accounts. And, wow, yeah, um, that's insane. Yeah. But good for you for your thing, Emma. <laughs> but like, em- Emma's getting off. So. Yeah, so it's <laughs> one of us that, is using Reddit, right? And it's not like, either. Of you. So they're just like people <laughs> writing their own erotic stories, or they're telling their own personal stories. What's going on? Um, the ones that I found are what yeah, gets people, you off? Yeah, well, now that you've asked, how do we how we how we always end up here? No, like what do you mean? How do we end up here? <laughs> well, you said she's using Reddit in a new way. So what? about like, I'm not going to not say it. Um, I. I am interested or the ones that I like are the ones where people are telling their stories from their own perspective mm-hmm. and like just telling in really intense detail how they were feeling in the moment, whatever the thing is. I don't know. I'm into it. I can't. I get it. I never thought I could be a visual, like a reading. Is it? Uh, Reading's fun, right? Well, <laughs> is it more men or women telling these stories? I like it from the women's perspective. Typically, not always. But it, it is. You can find both. You on can there. find both. Oh. Let me tell you something. You can find whatever you're looking for. Uh, that that much I know. I'm yeah. Like, you <laughs> I, I didn't know. I, I'm I'm new here. She's new to Reddit. <laughs> do you, and do you think not to get too philosophical? Like because again, historically, what we talked about, like men are like the locker room talk. Guys are always talking about like, oh, I hooked up with chick, this chick, and like women, at least publicly. I mean, they don't talk about that with guys. I don't know if women do it in their groups, but are they that detailed and expressive about their sex lives? Um, and is that something that like is new and exciting because you're reading it and it's other women sharing their stories? Interesting. I think it depends on the friend group. Personally, in my experience, I think I'm so open that I attract people that are also so open or they become more open around me. Is that, yeah. Would you say that's true? Definitely. So that's not where I get it from. I just like hearing. You're never, even if you're talking to your best friend, she's not going to explain it to you in the most intense detail like that. Like she's not going to be like, my toes curled up. Like no one's going to say that. So that's what I like. I've newly discovered, and any of you listening that are interested, you should take it out. Is there a page they can go? Because it's, <laughs> listen, I'm not going to start endorsing. What do you What do you search? <laughs> no, let's not go there. Come but on. you can you can imagine. You can it's a imagine. good thing we had a sex therapy uh, uh, session of this podcast. <laughs> do you want to start another yeah. podcast that's I would, just sex therapy? I would love to. It's like my you're favorite. like Dr. Ruth. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I wish. How do you? Please. How do you? You got to do like a Reddit podcast. <laughs> is there? It's got to be already. There has Our to be. Reddit podcast would be like, I was reading the story and I was like, yeah, so when, when Lyle Menendez, like <laughs> it's just so, there's just, it's so funny. I know. Wow. Um, so we kind of want to transition now to a Q&A. We got an overwhelming amount of questions for Nick. And I just want to ask them. The first one, though, is still this season of The Bachelorette Focused from this girl, Danielle. She said, as a past lead, how does Nick feel that Jed has gotten so far, given the new public history regarding going on the show purposely for exposure? I, I'm, I'm very fascinated by this story um, because of that. And there's been so many seasons where uh, people get caught for having uh, relationships uh, and if if that doesn't happen, there's always like this kind of bullshit story about like so and so broke up with me to go on the show and and uh, but those people never really end up they either get they're either not really a main character or they get caught mm-hmm. and then it's like a, it's like a an episode three kind of ooh moment right and then like that's not really a part of the show but here you have a guy who for the first few episodes seemed like a nice guy and was a bit of a fan favorite and then this story drops where. This girl's like, I was, 
as far as I know, he's my boyfriend, you know, like well, I haven't talked to him, but he also never broke up with me kind of thing. Um, and then by all, by all intents and purposes, other than Luke, it seems like Jed's like the front runner, mm-hmm. you know, where like she likes Tyler and she likes uh, Pete to make out with. But like the, the relation, the, like for me watching it, those are the two that she's right. developing real, real relationships yeah. with. So it's just like, oh shit, like what if this guy wins? And then what? And then what? You know, I feel bad for Hannah in a sense because it's like, that sucks. You know, mm-hmm. if she, you know, for shit to deal with this Luke bullshit. Then she finally trusts this Luke, uh, this Jed guy only to find out a month in that he had a girlfriend. It's, it's wild. Um, I believe the accusation only because there's so much proof. Almost. Proof. Yeah. Right? Um, and the hometown episode that you guys didn't see, but it's wild in the sense that his family is pissed in a sense. Like he shows up and they kind of do that every year where they kind of like maybe play up the family's kind of like questions about the show, but his family wouldn't stop, wouldn't shut up about his music career. And it was like really fascinating about like, it's like his family knows, like his fam, but they don't That's want- It's really interesting. And it's really fascinating because I will say this, I believe that Jed, uh, when he is expressing I love you to Hannah, I believe he believes it. Like, mm-hmm. I believe the girl. I believe he had a girlfriend going in the show. I believe uh, he came on for love. There was an, but I think it almost makes him even a worse version of Luke or, or worse than Luke because I do believe that he believes he's falling in love now and completely just dismissed this relationship he had, which was only four months long, but like, it seemed like. It was the, you know, she said, I've never said I love you to someone. And he says, I love you. And, like, he's taking that away from her in that sense. Mm-hmm. And then, like, just pretending that's fucked up. It's right. really fucked yeah. up. And, like, the, the ball on him to thinking he was going to get away with it. You know, it is fascinating. I have, I've said this on my podcast. I, I am surprised that uh, not about a month ago I got asked by a friend of a friend, this girl, who was like, hey, can I ask your opinion? I, I signed up for the show months ago. I met a guy. I really like, I mean, love him. And then the show, ABC just reached out to me about the show. Like, what do you think? And I'm like, what do you mean, what do I think? You just told me you're in love with someone. Yeah. And they're like, well, uh, yeah, but I th- could it be a good platform. Like, platform, it's like, listen, it is a show about finding love and like the things that come with it are nice bonuses. But if you are in a relationship, you can't go on the show. It's just how it works. This is not American Idol. You know, this is not, right. why didn't Jed fucking go on American Idol? Right. Why didn't he go on America's Top Ten? There's like literally four other shows that are reality TV focused, I mean, that are like talent focused that have nothing to do with, and it's wild, it's fascinating. So like, if it if he does win, I can't wait for the after the final rose because it's such a story and it's so out there and I, how, do, how do the producers not make it a part of the show? And the producers are, what they're, what they're the best at is adapting. The show's not over when it's done filming. The show is not over until after the final roses right and so whatever happens like with ari i don't you you don't watch it but i'm sure you heard that yeah of course that all happened after the proposal so like the show in a sense is still going on yeah you know Uh, they're not recording it but there i'm sure there's meetings that are going down like i don't know who you know again i don't know if she picked them i'm actually spoiler free this this season which has been fun i've heard rumors that she's ended up with like three of the guys so i don't really know but as a viewer i'm gonna i would pick jed Right. That she is going to end up with him. So, like, even so, even if he's top two or top three, like, they're going to have to make that part. They got to have to make an example because no one's ever gone that far 
uh, to anyone's knowledge who got called out with a lot of proof of having been in a relationship. They mm-hmm. always like get kicked out or they busted yeah. or whatever. And so it's it's fascinating. It's, um, yeah, imagine being that other girl. That's just where my yeah, heart goes. Sucks. That's yeah. You know, it's interesting because like she's gotten criticism too about like doing it for attention. And it, I had uh, I had Tasha on my podcast who was on Colton mm-hmm. season. And mm-hmm. we talked about this topic because there was an Us Weekly story uh, when she was on the show and she was top four, top three, something like that. Uh, and basically this guy, you know, like sh- I was dating Tasha right before the show. Well, first of all, that's an entirely different story. Because mm-hmm. again, had Jed just right before filming said, listen, I am doing this for the, my career, but it's about love and I'm going to like go for it. We should break up. Still not great. Real but bad look. a little bit more understandable. It's a lot different. You know, it's, it's, it's hugely different because yeah. at least he's like, I broke up with her. I'm not cheating on her. Right. Because in fairness to Jen, in that sense, no one goes on the show having any idea what the, the show is, right? Like no one thinks who gets on the show that they're really going to fall in love with the lead. Mm-hmm. But they're right. like, they're going for the experience. They, they may be like, at this point with the way Instagram and social media is, is, they, is that they're, fat, they're fantasizing about that for sure. But at least go in single. And yeah. like open to the possibility that yeah. if I get surprised and I hit off this person, then I'm free to pursue it. Mm-hmm. Like he wasn't. He was in a relationship. And so all he had to do was end that. So like, to, like other people, like I do think sometimes like like people are like, oh, they broke up with me before. I was like, you were hanging out. They were going th- and now they and you're butthurt and now you're yeah. calling them out. Like they broke up with you and the timing. and the, But this is they were dating. It's so... I don't know. I uh, I hope they make an example of them. I honestly do too, from the limited knowledge that, that, that I have of this whole thing. I mean, that's another question that we kind of got, which is, I guess, a good segue. Is like, you know, like you said, now with what comes a lot of the time with Bachelor fame mm-hmm. is brand deals and you know being a, an influencer. What are your thoughts on that in terms of? Do you think that that's changed people's motives for being on the show? I do. I think it's it's the past ever since JoJo season. You really saw a shift um, where uh, getting to know like JoJo was the Bachelor right before I was a Bachelor, but yeah. I had been on it for two other seasons. Um, so when I was on Andy and Caitlin season, all the you know for seasons before before I ever started watching it, there was always like the right reasons thing. Oh, are you here for the right reasons? You yeah. Know? Uh, and they'd bring up social media when it existed, but the truth is, no one really. It was like. There was a lot of naiveness. You were going for the experience, and maybe they were like wondering what this could all be. Mm-hmm. But now there's this playbook, right? And then right after Andy's season, they uh, they create they created Paradise, which so now it's not like I, I know that when I was The Bachelor, uh, it was like a running joke with me and the producers that as soon as I would send a girl home and she'd be all like crying and devastated, she would like a day later be texting producers asking to go on paradise right there was like this playbook of like it, no matter what week i get sent home i could still maybe go back on to paradise and maybe i can go on a couple times and like whatever i have to do to maximize my time and get more followers because even like on annie and caitlin season instagram existed and like the novelty of like having twenty thousand people follow you was cool and like weird but you didn't know what to do with that mm-hmm. you weren't monetizing it the way you are now right um you didn't have swipe ups or anything like that that didn't exist and so after jojo season you started seeing that and you started seeing like cast like the guys all of a sudden they get off the season and they're like they create youtube channels and they're like doing those posts for tag three friends and blah 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 and it, it was just very like there was no like chill. There was like, I got off the show, 
I'm influencing or at least mm-hmm. attempting to it. And I think that has changed it. And so you're seeing more st- for all the criticism fans have gotten in the past. I think it's more real now mm-hmm. because people do, they see this playbook, this idea of, if, you know, in the win- it's easier for women. Women tend to get more followers who are on their show. You know, like women, I seem bachelor women fans seem to, f- uh, on average, to follow more women yeah. uh, cast members. And if you're like top four or five, I mean that it it, it can really change your life mm-hmm. at least for a small window of time, and it it certainly makes it more challenging for the authenticity of it all. Absolutely. I can only imagine. I mean, followers are money. That's what we're living in now. Yeah. In and a lot so, of ways. And the show has gotten with Colton being a young bachelor. They had a bunch of young uh, women cast members. It was all 23, 24-year-olds, where in the past it was 23 to 30. Mm-hmm. I mean, your next bachelor, if they go, it's going to be 26, 20, you know, so that makes it even harder. Totally. Because, like, millennials are getting married later in life. And now the show is casting people who are 23, 24. And with the intro- introduction of social media, it's almost like how can you, like how do you, how do you really expect them to have their focus be love? Uh-huh. You know, it's, yeah. it's, in, it's, so it'll be interesting to see where the show goes from there. But I do think the criticism is more fair, which is all the more reason why if this, if this is true with Jed, they really need to like, let people know, like, if you try to do this, it's never going to end good for you. No. Because uh, it never does. Like, it always, and that's why I said to the girl who who uh, reached out to me, I'm like, here's a, here's the situations that could happen. One, uh, you, you go on and you get kicked off right away. So whatever advantages you thought that it would come, you're, no one will remember mm-hmm. you and nothing will happen. Uh, two, you'll get caught early and then they'll make a... Uh, something of you or three you go far and you'll get sucked into that world like like a jed and then whatever agreement you thought you had with your significant significant other would totally go out the window and there's no way it's not going to come up mm-hmm. and that's exactly what you're seeing with jed like, there's no situation where someone on the outside is going to be like yeah you uh you broke my heart you lied to me we thought in and it's um it's kind of it's so it is it's fascinating. It, it really is very I mean very this interesting. Whole, this whole yeah the the Bachelor fame I'm I would love to see some sort of documentary on that or something. Uh, Ooh, that's a good documentary yeah. one. I yeah. wonder if they, they get the FabFitFun deals like as they're walking out of the house. That's what I feel like happens. You know what I <laughs> you mean? You get a like, FabFitFun. It's like yeah. you didn't get a rose, but here's a FabFitFun yeah, box. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, I mean that's been kind of a fun way to to mock it a little bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, and some of us have been lucky enough to to try to do something with our platform and, and think outside of, of know, brand deals and things like that. And, you know, it's, it's like anything else. It's, you can make smart decisions and, and bad decisions and you have to really be focused. And I, I think some of us are lucky, uh, like the, like some of my friends were, we were kind of in it when social media really took off. So we were kind of looked and kind of wondered and studied it and kind of figured out what this is as a and and it kind of i think le- gave us a level head about uh the playing field mm-hmm. um where i think there's like these this misconception with future cast members of what they think their opportunity is going to be totally that makes a lot of sense um, so okay ready for these hard-hitting questions yeah. <laughs> so are you single right now yes that was that was number one uh, yeah, i yeah i guess that are you looking to not be? <laughs> I'm open. Uh, I look forward to meeting someone. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I just have to have a, you know, like, I'm not one of those, I don't constantly talk about being single. 
I mean, right. I make a joke on my social media a little bit about it. I probably right. play it up. I feel like sometimes the, the, the challenge is when it comes to on my social media, I feel like I have two choices, none of which are particularly appealing for me in terms of like my presence in social media is I feel like I could either come across as a, a man whore by like just constantly like when I, I'm, I'm dating, right? I'm out there, right. I'm dating. So if I like just on a frequent basis uh, would post pictures with some of these girls I go on dates with, over time it would look like Nick's just dating a bunch of chicks and he must be a man whore. Mm-hmm. Or, and I'm doing the latter, is never share anything and just constantly look alone <laughs> all right. the time. Uh, I choose the latter uh, and then I kind of play into this whole like single thing, but I'm, I'm comfortable with my like dating life and it's been good and healthy and fun. And someday hopefully I'll, I'll meet someone that I want to settle down with. Right. Do you feel like the way that you're picking partners is different now? Not really. I think it's a comp. The show certainly affects it, right? But also, I'm I'm older, and I've I've had serious relationships, and I think just anyone, regardless of who you are, as you get older, you become more selective. The relationships that failed in the past uh, become a barometer, or a benchmark for what you're choosing in the future. You learn from them. You, you know, when you're 22 and you meet someone, and you think they're hot, and you're you're like, let's date. Mm-hmm. This is real simple. Like we should date. You know. And then when you're 29. And you've had you've dated maybe had did two serious relationships. You're like you're cool. Let's uh, let's hang out for a little bit. and We'll see where this mm-hmm. goes. You know, right. you're a little bit more pragmatic. Um, so I think there's a little bit of that. And then uh, it, it can be a little challenging. Um, I I don't have I don't need to date a celebrity. I don't need to date anyone specifically. But sometimes if it is, I, I think you want to feel safe when you're dating whoever you are. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes you can get you get a little uncomfortable if. Um, you know someone's a fan and you're just not quite sure if you feel safe enough to be yourself and talk about your life Mm -hmm. for fear it could end up on Reddit or something like that. And not that it's anything (laughs) bad, but it's just like you just don't want everyone to know you want a a dating situation to be normal. And so sometimes it can, that can be a little tricky. Do you think that you found yourself to be like more guarded a little? A little bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It makes total sense. I can only imagine I have dated celebrities, um, and I will say, while there's aspects about that that are different and weird, there's a level of comfort of not worrying about what I'm saying mm-hmm. because we are both uh, relate to uh, let's make this about this situation, and I'm not worried about like why you're why are you asking me this question? Exactly. Like, are you trying to get to know me? Or are you just like curious about what it's like in a rose ceremony? Yeah. Um, and so that, that makes me feel more comfortable and safe sometimes. Yeah. I, no, I hear that. I, we got a lot of questions about this, which <laughs> feel free not to answer, but what, what was the deal with January Jones? Speaking of celebrities. Your friend. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just asking the questions that people want to know. Yeah, you know, I don't like to. No, it's okay. Um, would you ever consider, do you think, in, in any world going on any sort of Bachelor again or another reality show? No. I mean, I've literally done everything there is to do in Bachelor world. Um, so as a cast member, like, pursuing love doesn't make much sense. Also, like, the show is about finding love mm-hmm. as much as it's about entertainment. And all jokes aside, like, that process hasn't worked for me, and I'm not necessarily trying – like. It's a way to find love. It's not the way. It's not the way to find love. So like, of course. I'm of actively course. trying to meet someone, and so there's other opportunities for me out there than than going on the show and looking for love. Mm-hmm. But you know, sometimes uh, the show will ask me to 
do a cameo or support the franchise in some way, and I've been open to doing that when it made sense. Let me ask you a question, and I, I, I have a thought as to what your answer is going to be, but in terms of your view on the franchise, like now that you're out of it for the most part, mm-hmm. is your look on it positive? Like are you overall happy with the decision that you did it? or? Yeah, well, I, I, what I've always said is that I, I'm not proud of it, but I'm not ashamed. Um, like I don't wear it with a badge of honor. You know, I, I, if you go on my social media and you've never watched The Bachelor, you wouldn't have any idea that I was on The Bachelor. Like, I don't have, like, season 21 of The Bachelor with a rose on right. my bio. Of course, I, yeah. I just choose not it's to. It's not your thing, yeah. Um, I don't lead with it in a conversation. I don't bring it up. I don't, like, do you know who I am? I don't do any of that stuff. I talk about it. Mm-hmm. A lot of, almost everything I'm doing in my life is some way related to me being on the show. So I am thankful for the opportunity. It's, mm-hmm. op- it's given me a lot of access. But I'm not proud of it where like some, I'm like I'm proud of the podcast I have or the essential oil company that I started or, uh, or like booking some, getting, being paid as an actor. I'm proud of that. But like being on the show, like that was just a weird opportunity that I got lucky and, and kind of, did. Right. Makes sense. And I think it's true what you said, that there's two different lanes that you can go down. You can really stay in that world or you can kind of expand. And even though you're re- related to that world, mm-hmm. you've done things that are your own passions. Yeah. Yeah. It's not so. like every guest on your podcast is a former Bachelor contestant. I try not to be, but right. like sometimes it so makes sense happens. to have it. Of course. To, to have it. Um, this question was the one that we got more than anything, was that if you could read you one thing about your season, what would it be? Not much. I mean, like... The women were great. I unfortunately don't think my person was on my season. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that happens all, on a lot of seasons. Um, in terms of, uh, uh, you know, there are little things that maybe, like I, I joke when I answer that question, like there was this bounce, like Corinne was a popular character. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a time like she got a bouncing castle and I played around and looking back, it looked like I was like bouncing a bouncing castle with a literal child. Mm-hmm. And I would have like, I didn't like it. I was pissed when it was going down and I was just like, why? But I was like being a team player yeah. and I was doing it. But honestly, that didn't like change anything. And no, it's, it's just like a joke, but um, no, I was as far as like, you know, Vanessa and I didn't work out, but she was the one I de- easily developed the strongest feelings for and the most authentic feelings for. And like Rachel was great and, and Raven was great, but I don't regret the decision I made. Um, you know, had there been other people casted, I, you know, I, things might have ended differently, but they, they weren't. Right. So, you know, do as you, far as that, that relates, I wouldn't have changed it anything, I guess. Do you talk to Vanessa at all? Do you guys? No. No. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, there's so many questions to ask you, but I guess, you know, let's just end with what's next. Like, tell me your dream for the next couple of years. My dream? Yeah. If you, if you could choose the ideal where, where your life career is going to go, what would, what would it be? Um, well, I mean, I kind of look at it two different things. Um, like I did start a, a, a company called Natural Habits and Essential Oil Company. I've weirdly enough been passionate about essential oils in my life for five years. My sister's a holistic nutritionist and she turned me on to them and then. I wanted to, again, do something with this platform. 
And so I, I got into that, and that's gone really well. And so that's obviously something that's outside of the, the public eye. I mean, it is in a sense that I'm, I'm proud of the brand that we've been able to, to cultivate, and I want to grow that. And I think there's a lot of opportunity in growth. Um, and obviously, I use my platform to help build that. And so I'm excited to see where that goes. Um, and then, you know, in the entertainment space, I'm, you know, I have a podcast, and I really enjoy that, and it's a passion of mine, and it's fun to chat. And I like talking about... Um, sometimes tough subjects and like bucking the trends and at least getting people to think about things that, you know, it's easy to just agree with people. Um, and then I have, uh, you know, and also like I have been getting into uh, scripted acting uh, and I've been working with a coach for like three years and I, that's a, a big passion project for mine. For one, I really enjoy it. And, and two, uh, I, I think there's extremely low expectations of me in that space. So it's fun <laughs> to... Um, you know, prove people wrong, prove myself wrong. And so it's been really exciting to get opportunities and do it and, and see the growth for myself and, and see where that can, that can take me. Um, and I'm, you know, I am playing the long game because I am very fortunate. You know, a lot of people who get into acting, it's, they don't have the luxury of, uh, making an income in other spaces Mm -hmm. where I can be somewhat selective and I don't have, I don't stress if I don't get a gig in six months or something. Um, so We'll see where it takes me, but I hope I can continue to keep doing that. And maybe in two or three years, I'll do something where um, I won't be Nick the Bachelor. I'll, you know, I'll be like, hey, Nick was really great in that show, and mm-hmm. I thought it was really. And that's that's something that I'm I'm hoping I'll have an opportunity to do. Absolutely amazing. Well, this was a pleasure. This is a ride. <laughs> well, thanks for having me. No, of course. Thank Anytime. You. Ever catch his podcast, Vile Files? Yeah. And uh, thank you. This was great. Thanks, ladies. This season on Naughty Yada Island. When we were new, they spoiled me. They even gave me a phone. But then, it's like I didn't exist. Don't take Yada Yada from your wireless carrier. Now with Metro, get that new customer feeling again and again. Introducing Metro Flex. Free 5G phones when you join. Same deals as new customers when you stay. Only at Metro by T-Mobile. Just bring your number and ID and sign up for an eligible plan. After 12 months, trade in and get our best deals on select devices.